Hi, everyone. It's Robert Poole. Welcome back to the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about a common mistake that affects your entire business and a lot of entrepreneurs, including myself, have fallen into. Let's get started. Do you have a small B2B business? Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B small business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. Welcome to the tribe and welcome home. Okay, everyone, I hope you're having an awesome day today. Uh, In the last episode, we talked about how to break the growth ceiling in your business by using systems. Today, I wanted to talk about a subject that I've struggled with a lot, and I know lots of entrepreneurs do as well, and that's focusing on your product or your service and not enough on your clients. You know, this uh, subject is is actually very personal to me, but I think if I share with you some of my mistakes, hopefully you'll be able to avoid them and keep your business focused on the right things. You know, I've uh, shared previously on this podcast that I had a great business partner for almost two decades. He was completely the opposite uh, personality of me, and but that actually helped our business by having two personalities that complemented each other. As we were in the beginning stage of building our company, we kind of divided roles in the company. He took sales and client service and I took IT operations and everything else. And due to this separation of duties, um, over the years, I had very little interaction with the clients and mostly worked with our callers and employees internally. And I'm embarrassed to say that for many years, I often focused on our internal employees and operations with the clients being a second thought. My business partner, Kelly, by his nature and his job responsibilities, was much more interested in the clients and their needs than I was. He would come to me with uh, ideas about how to serve our clients better, and I immediately looked for all the problems internally that would be created by implementing the idea, instead of focusing on how to accommodate the clients. You know, it's it's easy to sit back and, you know, if your product or service is not working for clients or customers, you know, to blame the customer. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever thought this, but it was pretty common for me to think, well, you know, what's the matter with this client? Why do they they not get how great our program is and so on? And because I was kind of the stronger-willed uh, person of the two of us, uh, this philosophy of mine uh, that we should focus on building a great service and not actually what the client actually wanted, this kind of permeated our whole organization, including our client service people. You can imagine with that kind of attitude how our employees uh, felt about our clients and our service, etc. Kelly was the one on the phone trying to talk clients off the ledge uh, that my attitude had set up. Our attrition among clients was also much higher than it should have been and In retrospect, I believe because of this attitude and focus on the service and not the needs of the client at the time. What turned my attitude in our company around was a book I read while on vacation. I wish I could remember the name to give the author credit, but it was a great book about creating Raven fan customers. Uh, It was like I'd been hit with a brick over the head and I realized that my focus was completely on the wrong thing. You know, I was obsessed with the service we provided and I should have been focused on the clients and obsessed with them. You know, I remember coming home from vacation and realizing that I needed to apologize to my business partner, Kelly, and tell him I was wrong all those years, and he was right to focus on the client, and let's make some changes. You know, unfortunately, and this is why this is so personal for me, I, I never got to make that apology as he passed away the day I got back uh, from vacation, and I never talked, got a chance to talk to him. You know, and that's a side note, uh, you know, lesson in life in general. You know, if you have something to say to somebody, 
don't wait because none of us know when our time is up. Anyway, um, although I no longer had a business partner, I was really determined to turn around my attitude, that of our staff and the direction of our company. And I've been focused on this ever since, and it's made a huge difference in our company. You know, I've learned a lot since then, and, you know, our philosophy as a company has changed. You know, it's funny when you go start looking for answers, suddenly they appear all over the place, even though you never saw them when they were right in front of you before. Although I realized our, our focus needed to be client-centric instead of, you know, service or product-centered, I didn't realize some of the reasons why this was other than just the general idea of trying to come up at it from a service standpoint instead of what's in it for us standpoint. There are actually good business reasons for making your company a customer-centered uh, company. You know, I love the quote. Uh, I think I first heard it from Steve Larson, the internet marketing guru. He reminded me that, you know, you don't fill your own wallet, meaning you're not the one buying your product or service. So who cares if you like it? What matters is, do your customers find value in it enough to pay for it? You know, that seemed like a, may seem like a no-duh type of thing to you. But I think a lot of entrepreneurs, including myself, get fixated on how great their product or service is and forget who's actually buying it. In addition to just generally focusing on the client instead of a product, you always struggle to sell your product or service. If your product is the greatest widget ever to be invented, but nobody buys it, it's because the end user doesn't find the same value in it that you do. You know, you may have a great product, but if you're selling it to the wrong customers, you always struggle. If your customers don't see the value you do, it'll fail, guaranteed. You also may be solving a great problem and have a great solution, but if you're selling to the wrong customers, people who are not your dream customers, it's doomed from the start is you have to convince people to buy a solution for a problem that they don't have. You know, the other thing that could happen is if you have potential customers, your dream clients, so to speak, and you present a solution to a problem that they know they have, uh, and that means that they still don't buy, that means one thing, your product doesn't actually solve their problem, period. So you have to go back and look at uh, your product or service. You know, at this point, you either have a choice of creating a different solution uh, that your dream clients are looking for, or you need to find different customers that actually do need what you have. You know, I've been guilty of this, you know, over and over in my sales career. And you see this all the time in sales. Uh, it's, you know, salespeople who are trying to shove a product down someone's throat uh, that doesn't actually have a need for that product or service. And that's where the whole bad reputation of salespeople comes from. You know, if you're communicating with your dream customers and focused on them and you provide them with a solution uh, to a problem that they've told you they need, sales becomes a breeze. And it's only about building some minimal trust at that point. At that point, all they need is just assurance that your solution actually works. You know, besides making your product or service easier to sell by focusing on the client first, you're going to create raving fans that will refer their friends and everyone they come into contact with. Everyone in business wishes they had a 100% uh, just referral business um, as a source for new business. And, you know, some do, but most of us aren't even close to 100%. When you start focusing on genuinely doing your best to serve clients instead of selling them something so you can make money, it comes through and your clients will love you for it. Not only is it genuine focus critical for you to have as the entrepreneur, but it's also critical that you demonstrate and be the model for this philosophy for your team internally. If a client gets a product-centric push from an employee, it's just as bad as if you had done it. You know, it's taken me a long time to turn our company around, and that's primarily because of the culture I had instilled in our company with our team. However, I'm lucky to have great people I work with, and uh, they've come a long way and bought into this philosophy. And I can't tell you what a game changer it's been for our company. You know, in my mind, uh, business is really pretty simple. You know, you decide who you want as your customer. You find out what their most frustrating problems are then deliver a great solution to their problem with integrity and focus on them as the customer and not the solution yourself. You know, I wish I could talk to my 20-year-old self and school him on this philosophy, 
uh, whether you've been in business for decades like myself or you're just starting out in your business, I'd highly encourage you to follow this model as it'll save you a ton of heartache, disappointment, and frustration while at the same time making you more money and you'll affect more people's lives for the better. Thanks for listening today. Uh, In the next episode, we're going to talk about how to bring the right people onto your team and minimize the pain of finding good talent. Talk to you then. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable, and it's really an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. Now, I've also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years uh, in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.